What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Cherry Shots. It's your boy, Brandon Tangoma. We are back here on the Zoom apart from each other. Thank God. Sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? It's Friday. You know what that means. Wow, gimmick infringement. I mean, you know, one could say that you stole that from someone else, but you know, you're original, right? Yes, I am original. Original, like Coca-Cola, the original, I guess. So there's cocaine in your body. Maybe. Why do you think I'm so energetic so late at night and so early in the morning? Right. Try this again. So, Brandon, I uh, had a wonderful day at work today. Worked really hard, really late. And, uh, you know, one might even say, uh, I got work tomorrow at five in the morning. Oh, wait, I do. Oh, why do you have work five o'clock in the morning, Dominic? I thought we have to do inventory. Oh, it, you know, it seems like you have to do inventory. Is this like a monthly thing? Because, you know, every you month, oh, every okay. fucking month. But no, I'm here with you. I was here, I was there last night with Trapdoor to Hell. You know, I'm not spending any time with my fiance. Just rather be with you. You know, it's okay. You know, you know, she's been sick with COVID all week. Can't spend any time with her. And now, you know, she's she can test a negative. Oh, we can go hang out and go do something. No, I got to do the podcast. Oh, because, mm, you know, we we've only been doing this podcast for nearly 250 episodes. It's not like this is a new thing and you didn't know this was happening. Yeah. But, you know. What's it called? You know, like. It should be, uh, you know, special circumstances like, oh, she, you know, she's she's not feeling, you know, she's getting over COVID. Oh, we got to go go spend some time together. But no, it's fine, Brandon. It's fine. You know, sacrifice my relationship for this podcast. So and that is the type of energy and the type of dedication the people love you for, Dominic. So, yes, if I hate the people now. You haven't listened, or if you don't listen to Trapdoor to Hell, you all right because of our ongoing beef, which is a good reason to tune in to beef this week. Is I don't know why you and Tyler both said the beef. The beef has been can't squashed. Well, Dominic, if you let me go on my little rant, I was gonna say we went on Trapdoor to Hell to do a list for best beefs, or sorry, a draft of best beefs, and Dominic was on the podcast as well as name redacted and we can officially it has been squandered already but i think the final point was getting dominic on trapdoor to hell so now that that has been accomplished i think the beef is officially squashed no more negative things will be said about that other podcast they are once again are they are they still the frenemies or are they just friends now dominic just a neutral party okay acquaintances Acquaintances, that's Acquaint, uh, yes. you know, podcast acquaintance. So yes. go check them out. I think uh, if I remember, I will put their their thing, their link in the description. They drop Sunday nights over Mr. X, probably more like Monday morning. So check it out. They got a YouTube. They dropped the entire thing on YouTube. So you can see our lovely faces. I tried to uh, salvage the video from last week. Go check our YouTube video out where we clipped the uh, Vince McMahon retirement segment. And now going forward, I have the proper settings. So if we were to do another tier list, another specialty episode where we want to divulge our beautiful faces on the internet, we can. Mm. Not saying that's going to happen anytime soon, but mm. 
it the possibility is out there and because we copied travis's so original idea of tier lists uh we have well i guess he just kind of grabbed the olive branch that was not that wasn't really there but he just made an olive branch that he's coming on next time we do a tier list but maybe we just never do a tier list again i mean we got so much shit for it i don't think i want to do another one well Dominic, I know you don't listen to the other podcast, but I, know, I, I definitely never will now. But we, uh, <laughs> speaking of beef, we uh, we went on, or he, we talked about it, and for the most part, there was all this, you know, foo foo stuff going on. There was a little conniption that happened on Twitter. We talk about it on Wednesday. For the most part, he pretty much agreed with everything. I think it also has to do with. I think people. The, I think the main reason people will like scoff at it, besides the raising canes thing, which obviously it's kind of like it's, it's our own. It's our own special thing we do on the podcast. So there's obviously you know, it's probably okay, but we're just gonna keep jabbing at name redacted. But I think everyone looks at it and like, oh, why are you doing this and that? When we put everything, it's not just the food; it's the yes. food and the service combined and the experience. So that is, I think, once I explained that. I think people were more understanding of where we were coming from. Oh, you got to watch the okay. product. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, Dominic, any, I know you said you have to go to work tomorrow at 5 a.m., but any uh, all American label shenanigans that we need to know about? No, I'm curious. Is that all you guys talked about? You and, uh, I don't even, I don't even know what to call them anymore. No. Well, we didn't talk about the, the Twitter, the Twitter spat, oh. the Twitter spat that may have happened, but oh. um, can we just squash the beef? Or is the beef? We're gonna just put it on simmer for a little bit. I mean, I, I legitimately, you know, when I was talking to Name Redacted at work, he was saying it was all my fault. Do you agree with that? Or, I mean, so I was at my I was at my baseball game, so I kind of picked up my phone. You texted in the group that you know something's going off, and I was like, "What?" And so I tried to go through Twitter, and for some, whatever reason, there wasn't like a clear thread of what was going on because Twitter is stupid and it's. Yeah, you have to like click on every single tweet to see the receipt or the response to everything. But I do agree a little bit that you did kind of start off a tad bit aggressive. That being said, his side of things, I don't think he's serious. And I know you might be a little bit serious. So I think that's kind of where the uh, miscommunication might be landing, where Dominic might have some might be a little bit too angry Well, the other party is just kind of having some fun poking around and you know saying some shit where maybe dominic should just not take everything so personally and just tranquilo i'm doing you so this will be my last recording with uh brandon so you know thank you for uh the views and everything yeah yeah i mean how, how do you see it dominic because you did I mean, for those who don't know, it was literally little... all, all all I said was I fixed it. And then when he says I would have respected you more if you would have kept it. I'm kind of like, and I think that's what I got confused. What do you mean by you fixed it? So the original thing was something I, I think I put me the tier list that me I put me instead of we made. And so he, he called me out. He, he basically said it's. Uh, he basically called me out a mistake, kind of what you fucking do to him. And grammar police. He did it to me. So I fucking went back and I fixed it. And I said, and I, you know, Hey, I fixed it. You know, are you happy or something like that? Being jokingly, you know? And then that's when he threw the, the, 
I think it's ECT. I think it's, you know, I guess because I, I'm taking it too seriously, but I think it was kind of a subtle, tiny little jab. It was like, you, I would have respected more, respected you more if you kept it. It's kind of like, so you don't respect me? Okay. And that's when I was just, you know, I jokingly sent a gif. You know, you know, it's joking when it's there's gifts involved. And, you know, he just, you know, basically, you know, I got Wagyu. And, I, and you know, he kind of made it too easy. Like, I know he ain't got no Wagyu. I, can't, he, I know he can't afford it. And, you know, that's why I said I would, you know, if he said pork chop or something, you know, I would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, okay, you know, whatever. But, you know. And then, you know, he wants to talk about his meat. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No. So, and then that's when it was uh, way too fucking early in the morning. We talked about penises. And then, and then I like how he, he wants to talk about, he wants to call our show a mid show. Our show is below mid, first of all. So you're giving us a little, a little too much credit there, bub. Second of all, your co-host is on this show. You're burying your other co. You're, you're, he's burying you technically too. The one that actually shows up. Exactly. So Which that's I haven't, the other haven't, heard that... a, haven't heard a response from the other guy when, you know, we, we send out the, okay, we're going to do the podcast and then didn't hear anything. And then I said something and then we haven't heard anything. It's been radio silence. I just, I just, you know, t- uh, name redacted was saying, you know, it was, uh, you know, I will say I, was I, all completely, I completely missed that beginning part because you deleted it and I was on, not on the internet. So I did not know well, that, yeah. that's, that was what I was coming from. Cause I was like, this seems like this escalated very quickly, and I don't know what what is such the big deal right now. I I, I told you out of respect for you, I wasn't going to say anything out, out of care, out of line. There's a lot of that I could have said. I I could have taken many and liberties. That's why I asked if you were drunk, because you were going very aggressive. And I know sometimes when Dominic gets a little liquor, liquid courage in him, he can get a little mouthy. But I I said no, I'm not drunk, and I'm just you know. I just, I barely know him and he wants to throw that respect word out there. It's like, I, I, I don't, I don't know where you're coming from. To me, I was joking with everything. And then I just, I, 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 maybe I did take it a little personal, but you know, if I don't know you and you're going to start talking about respect, it's kind of, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of traps my hide a little bit. So. So I don't know if it's going to be squashed anytime soon, but I was hoping that you were going to have my back a little bit more. But I feel like once again, it's always me. But I wrong. once so. again, I didn't understand where all this vigor was coming from. I just see the I fixed it and I don't even know what the I fixed part was. So from what I see, you're like going, I don't know. Dominic, I got your back, buddy. No, 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 it's fine. Cause you know, at work, you know, everybody picks on me because maybe I try too hard. Maybe I'm too serious at times. It's fine, Brandon. You know, it's fine. You know. How about instead of a uh, fight with Trapdoor Hell since we're friends again, why don't we, uh, you know, apparently we're supposed to have this wrestling match in November. You're more than willing to tag along and I can sub out and you can take my place. Who am I wrestling? You'd be wrestling him for the Bullet Cast Championship. You can be my stand in. No, because I would fucking, I w- it, it would be a shoot. It would not be a. Well, it is going to be a shoot. That's what he keeps telling me. It's going to be legit. And I, 
Like, I'm, like, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the best wrestler in the world because I haven't wrestled in like 13, 14, 15 years. But I feel like athletically, I feel like I can outlast him. Dominic has might not be as athletically, I wouldn't say gifted, but not as athletic as I am. But he has a little more skill set. So maybe it evens out. You're going to fucking beat his ass, Dominic. No, because I want to fucking legit punch him. All right, fine. I guess we have to get the octagon then. Rough and rowdy. Set it book up. It, book it. I'm down. I'll do it for free. I don't give a shit. Well, well, you know, we'll talk to the promoters, talk to Don King and see exactly what we can work out and what kind of dates and venues we can get. Whatever. Whatever. Okay, we're going to get back to our regularly Are we done yet? Can scheduled. Because I, I got shit to do. I thought you have work in the morning. You got to go to sleep. You got to go nappy. No, I got to fucking do this podcast and go out because somebody couldn't reschedule because oh my brother's home eh. fucking you don't even like your brother what are you talking about i love big daddy he'll be on the podcast in a little bit oh oh so no news to me huh yeah ak he sent in a question oh okay so let's get back to our regular scheduled program as we jump into the mlb standings still leading the a at least is the new york yankees they're slipping they slipped a little bit but they've kind of regained their momentum winning their last two 68 and 33 aaron judge continues to be on a terry hit number 40 then 41 which was a grand slam so continuing to be 1a or 1b however you want to look at it with shohei otani for the al mvp the yankees did make a move by grabbing andrew benintendi uh this was kind of during their skid where they got two games swept against the new york mets they grabbed benintendi uh you know joey gallo has been dog shit carpenters kind of he's been a He's been good for what they signed him for, but I think they did want to solidify that outfield with Giancarlo kind of being hurt and judge being judge, but the corner outfields is a little bit of a, a sticky situation. So I like the move. They didn't go out and grab Juan Soto yet, but Ben Attendi, I think is a solid pickup and also puts Red Sox in an awkward situation because, you know, they, they liked him in Kansas city. Now he's a Yankee. So you can't really like him by proxy, right? Dominic. Cause they petty. I mean, definition of petty, I think, is summed up pretty well right there. Uh, I mean, it's the Yankees. Do you, how, how, we only talk about the team, but how do you like the Benintendi move? Does it make them much, much better? Uh, just kind of oh, not really. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I think it's a good pickup, but I'm not saying it's anything that's like, you know. Life changing. Yes, exactly. Does this kind of take them out of the Juan Soto trade or do you think they still might be in the running? I, th- I think I think they're not going to go after him. They put all their monies towards re-signing Aaron Judge, even though Aaron Judge has basically said, uh, yeah, I'm gone. I, I ain't coming back. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, then we get the Toronto Blue Jays, who've been doing quite well, 8-2 and two in their last 10. They ha- did lose their last game, but they are two games up on the wild card, 12 and a half back of the division. At this point, everybody else is just kind of vying for the wild card spot. Tampa Bay. And second, they have been slipping three and seven in their last 10. And then the Baltimore Orioles above 500. They are in fourth place, uh, two games back of the wild card. And those Boston Red Sox, oh boy, they have just, since the last two weeks of our last regular recording, they have just been utter garbage, dog shit, two and eight in their last 10, getting blown out by the Blue Jays. We talked a little bit about that last week. I mean, the Red Sox have gone from a, I think holding like the number one spot to falling out of favor, being in last place, the division behind the Orioles below 500 Dominic, what the fuck is going on with the Red Sox? 
I mean, they're cursed. Wait, does that curse still does it still work against them? Well, I don't think it really works when they've won three World Series since then. Oh, okay. So, man, they just suck balls then. I don't know. Or four I mean, World Series. I mean, I forget. Let's, let, 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 let's be honest here. When you are a, I would say, top, one of the top five teams in the league, I would say, and you're just throwing it all down the drain. You know, it's kind of hard to to really cheer for you or think or any positive thoughts. No positive vibes in Boston. Sorry. Hmm. Moving on to the AO Central as the Minnesota Twins still hold the lead there, but they have not been very good four and six in their last 10. The Cleveland Guardians, just a game and a half back at 51 and 48. They're a game and a half back of both the division and the wild card. The Chicago White Sox below 500. They are now three and a half back of the wild card as they just lost to the Oakland Athletics. You'll love to see it. Uh, my, my, I guess, White Sox not doing so got uh, so hot. Tim Anderson uh, got thrown out after a bad borderline strike one call. And then he kind of not bumps into the home plate umpire. He kind of like gives him a little kissy. And uh, well, he already got ejected at that point, but he may be suspended for viciously assaulting an umpire. We uh, shall see about that. But it's crazy. Uh, the, the central is pretty much kind of the same. No one really wants to win this division. It's pretty much just fodder for whoever is going to play in that wild card round. Uh, then the AO West Houston Astros, 66 and 35. They have bounced back. They've won their last two against the Seattle Mariners after they get swept by the Oakland A's. The Astros haven't been swept all year until they come into Oakland, into the Coliseum. And the A's put their dicks on the table and shove it up the Astros' ass as they sweep them in pretty convincing fashion, I might say as well. Are you uh, proud of your Oakland Athletics? I am so proud. I was there for Wednesday. Got a little bit of a knee sunburn, but it's okay. It was worth it. They got a win. Cole Irvin shoved. We got back-to-back jacks. If you see, if you go back and, well, shout out my boy Jordan Alvarez, who absolutely hit a fucking tank in the right field bleachers. Um, if you go back and look, you can see me in the little corner under the shade because there was like one little sliver of shade that I went under because I didn't want to burn. But then I got cold because it was like a wind that. tunnel. Yeah, well, eventually the sun moved to where I was maybe like my top part was still like my head was still in the shade, but my legs weren't. And so that's kind of how it happened. But anyways, uh, Seattle, they've been doing pretty well the last two weeks. They are in. The third wild card spot, I believe, holding on by a thread of a half a game. Uh, Dominic, the sorry, Mr. X, it happened. Luis Castillo does get dealt as he goes to the Seattle Mariners. Dominic, what do you think of this move? I, I like the move. Uh, Castillo, uh, Frankie Montas, and now I guess Noah Syndergaard are kind of the three big pitching names on the market. So the Mariners able to wrap him up. Uh, the offense isn't really much of an issue. I think it is that pitching staff. Robbie Ray's kind of come around recently, but you know, getting another good arm into that rotation, not saying they're going to catch up to the Astros by any means or 12 games back, but you know, staying in the hunt, staying in the mix with the other AL East teams for that wild card spot. I like the move of Castillo going to Seattle. I mean, I, I think it's a pretty good pick pickup. Um, I mean, I, I think we've, I've said it before. 
say it again. I expected the Mariners to be a lot better. I'm hoping that this addition will help those uh, thoughts become more reality. I mean, he's he's had a decent season, so I think he'll fit right in. Moving on to, well, uh, Texas, who cares? Angels, they've uh, fallen very much apart. They're literally off a cliff. uh, We'll talk about Otani. We got a question about that later, but Trout came out, well, People have come out and said that Mike Trout has like a very rare back condition that he's going to have to deal with his entire career. I mean, this just sucks. Trout's been dealing with some injuries his last couple seasons and now a chronic back injury or condition does not sound good for his future. I mean, he signed his, he signed the contract. He got his money, but I don't want to be too grim, but th- this isn't a good story coming out of Los Angeles. You know what it is? Is it just like, chronic pain or something or well it's like i haven't looked into it but it's like a rare back condition so i would assume that entails back pain now what exactly is but that? i mean it could just, i mean it could be no pain it's just you know he just it deteriorates faster you never know but well i mean i don't think in your early too 30s, early to speculate brandon well in your early 30s i don't think it's a good sign to have a back condition oh i have a horrible back and you're a tip-top you're one of the greatest in your field just like mike trout you are the mike yep. trout of what's your official title, Dominic? Warehouse. I'm the house. Literally. I was gonna say you're just a warehouse. <laughs> no, um, I think I'm press production support. There you go. You're the Mike Trout of press production support. Yep. Bam. Would that make name redacted like your Shohei Otani? But that's probably too much. He's like your Anthony Rendon. He's kind of mm, good he, sometimes. He, he's he's, actually- he's more like, uh, you know trying to think of somebody I'm trying to think of somebody good but someone who also like just he's like trevor bauer i'm just gonna leave that one alone moving on to the nl east the new york mets as i said swept the yankees at home they are 62 and 37 a three-game lead over the atlanta braves they're seven and three in their last 10 have won their last four so after the braves creeped up getting it to about i think it was a half a game Mets playing good ball the last week, so uh, good for them. Max Scherzer's doing his thing. Jacob DeGrom is oh so close of coming up what? to the ma- oh. Oh, sorry <clears throat> pause coming up to the majors. They're not really in talks or like leaders for the Juan Soto dealings. I think that is kind of something maybe they they look at, but I think the Mets are kind of in a prime position. Maybe they tweak a little bit. I think they did make some sort of didn't they get. Uh, one of mixed directs other people from the Reds. I kind of forgot. Sorry. The whole sorry. whole Reds team is just gone. There's no more Reds. Except for Joey Votto, who still bangs. Yes. But uh, Mets, I was a little worried. I know I picked the, the Braves, but I do want the Mets to do well. So it is good to see them kind of after a shaky couple weeks to a month, steadying the ship and a big series win, series sweep against the uh, Yankees. Dominic, you, uh, you can I mean, on that statement. I, I mean, if you think about it, this is usually the time of year where the Mets are always falling off. So to get a big series win like this actually helps me believe that they might actually go pretty far this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the Atlanta Braves, you know, doing their thing three games back of the Mets, but six and a half up on the wild card spot. So they're in a prime position. I think they're still going to do well, uh, make a push at the end. But I, as I, I think I said a couple weeks ago, the Mets, have a very easy schedule towards the end of the season. So very similar to when the Braves had that 
14 game winning streak. The Mets kind of have a similar schedule so they can take advantage of that, especially with DeGrom back at that point. So it, the Braves need to make up ground. You know, it's only three games, so plenty of time left and they will play again by the end of the season. So the Braves are fine. Philadelphia Phillies, on the other hand, they are tied. Terrible. For, well, they're, they're doing okay. Six and four in the last 10. They've won their last three, so they're not terrible. They've, you know, they're doing quite well. Hanging on to that wild card spot, they are tied with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, I believe. Trying to look around, I don't know. They're uh, they're tied for wild card spot. Uh, they're doing fine without Bryce Harper. When uh, you know, that bullpen, that pitching staff needs to get some sort of work done. But I, no matter who you put in that bullpen, they're just going to blow it because that's what they do in Philadelphia. And then you got the Marlins and the worst team in baseball. Worse than the Oakland Athletics, the Washington Nationals. Try to throw that out there. Uh, then you're the, so excited that you can say that now, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna. If I can have a chance, an episode to sing the praises of the A's playing well, I'm gonna savor it because who knows by the time we come here next week what they're gonna look like. Like shit. In the NL Central, the Milwaukee Brewers hold a three-game lead over the St. Louis Cardinals. Both teams playing well recently as the Brewers have won their last three Cardinals have won their last two. Once again, very similar situation where Brewers, you know, three games up. So they've had a little bit of breathing room. Cardinals, as I just said, have a wild card spot. I don't know what each uh, team could do at the trade deadline as we're approaching three days away. I think it's on Monday is the deadline, but, we shall see a team or teams that might be, well, one of these teams have already been traded. that'd be the Cincinnati Reds down at the bottom three and six and one. Sorry. Uh, but they're not as bad as the Pittsburgh pirates right now as they've lost their last five and the Chicago Cubs. They've lost one. So sucks to suck. Uh, then over to the NL West, the Los Angeles Dodgers just fucking being the Los Angeles Dodgers at 66 and 32, 12 games up on the San Diego Padres. Uh, Padres have a two game lead on the wild card spot. So they're, they're doing quite well. They did lose their last game, but they are in firm control right now against the Minnesota twins. So it looks like they're going to win that game. And Dominic in third place is the San Francisco giants who did win their last game, but they were on a seven game skid coming out of the uh, all-star break, including a sweep by the Dodgers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oof, and tough look. How was the uh, San Francisco 49er Giants, whatever they're called? Uh, how how are the fans? How are how are they looking at right now? Because they were in a prime spot, you know. Maybe they were sell buyers at the at the trade deadline, but now, kind of like the Red Sox, things have just very much flipped. And maybe they sell, but they don't really have pieces to sell. So they're kind of in an awkward situation to where they need moves, but should they? If they're going to trade. They didn't really have anything lucrative except for like Rodon and then like maybe Jock Peterson just because he's on a one-year deal. I mean, I think if you're a Giants fan, you're you're clinging. Which you are not. Which, yeah, which I'm not. I think you're clinging to hope that the Padres just fall apart like they usually do and your ball club can get those easy wins and not get swept anymore to get that last wild card spot, which, you know. The Giants have uh, done weirder things and make the playoffs. So um, there's that. And then when it comes to buying and selling, I, I think you would probably hold off and then not 
And then they'll probably, I think the Giants will go after Juan Soto. I think uh, they'll make him a nice deal and, you know, see if uh, he will become a Giant pretty soon, you know. And then there's a couple other free agents out there that are uh, looking kind of tasty, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for Soto, you have to trade for him because he's under control for a couple years. And, I mean, they have, the Giants have some prospects. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure they have to trade Bart and then some other people, but... I really do see the the Giants as like a favorite to land Aaron Judge if Aaron Judge isn't signing with the the Yankees just because he's a NorCal guy. The Giants have a lot of aging guys out. You need to look towards the future. You have a lot of money, but Zaidi, who comes from the A's and might be more on the frugal side and doesn't want to throw so much money at a guy like Judge, who knows? And he hasn't made that like splashy move yet since joining the team because we thought maybe they were in the running for Bryce Harper. Turns out they weren't really. And now Aaron Judge comes around. Do they try to do the same thing and try to, you know, do they try to go after him? I think that would be the smart move. So that's why I, you know, I would, as a Bay Area person, I would love to go to Giants games and see Aaron Judge or Juan Soto. And I think as a team, they probably should go after them. It's just a matter of will they? And we're going to wait and see because they haven't made a move like that quite yet. I mean, let's be honest. If the Giants get Judge cool great it's still not going to fix their issue which is their pitching has kind of fallen off the fucking face of the earth they need a retool is... the infield because you know belt crawford and longoria aren't going to be here much longer exactly uh, then you know arizona and colorado they're they're there uh so we've already talked about some of the spots we talked we touched on Juan Soto Dominic. do you think Juan Soto goes at the deadline three days from now i no. think Okay. Well, yeah, because it seems like the number of teams have dwindled. I've heard the Cardinals rumored. I've heard like right now the Padres are the leaders, which I mean, that the Padres get. I mean, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, and Fernando Tatis all in one team. Like, good God. That, who knows if that team's going to be good or not, but just fireworks would be amazing. So illegal. That'll be illegal. Too many fireworks going on. But I would love to see Juan Soto go to a winning team because who knows what the Nationals are going to be doing. And I think he will get dealt. I just I don't think he's going to be this year. I think they, the Nationals really want like the right package. And if a team isn't willing to give up like four prime prospects. And also maybe they because it, what's it Patrick Corbin. That's another guy who they're kind of looking to deal with because he's hot garbage and he has a shit ton of money owed. They probably want to do the same thing with Steven Strasburg, but no one wants to touch that guy. So the Nationals are not in a good spot right now. And I agree. I don't really see them dealing Soto at the deadline. But because we said that, we're going to talk about one Soto being dealt at the deadline next week. Moving on to the NFL, which we actually do have some NFL news to talk about. Uh, Kyler Murray signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Makes almost as much money as the entire Oakland A's uh, roster. So. Looks like he made a good choice to go to the NFL, as we said he should. And there was a controversial uh, prop or whatever you call it uh, in his contract that said he had a clause. He had to do four hours of independent study every single week or whatever. And basically that was like, look, Kyler, stop playing video games and look at tape. And then that ended up getting taken out. I thought it was a little blown out of proportion. Like I, I would assume that's something that's not in every single contract, but may- maybe the Cardinals know something we don't know to where. And I did see the meme going around that like every single time a new Call of Duty comes out, Kyler Murray's stats end up dropping, but that's also like 
Call of Duty comes out in what November usually, so that would also yes. be like, you know, end of year fatigue, and that's also kind of the the wrap on the on the Cardinals thus far as they start off well and then they just fall off a cliff at the end of the season. And it's all thanks to Call of Duty, apparently. Well, Call of Duty, stop making banger of a game. Which I, I've noticed that a lot of those modern warfare guns that I or name redacted and maybe you also used have gotten some buffs so maybe we have to get back on the game and play some warzone because that's one of the main reasons i don't want to play warzone is because i just have no time or really any effort or any want to play with those new guns and level them up i just want to keep my old guns that i've leveled up and play with those well, let's do it man. looks like the kilo and the emacs are back Dominic. that's what i've heard let's do it yeah yeah but not tonight because you have plans yeah Exactly. Yeah. Uh, staying not in tomorrow the... because apparently you want to hang out with your brother, not me. Sorry. Hmm. Anyways, uh, stay, we got uh, some more topics to talk about in the NFC West as DK Metcalf is staying with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks aren't going to be good, uh, but at least they keep DK Metcalf, Dominic. You, you like the move? I mean, make your money, boo boo. But, uh, we, you know, we'll get I to it. I probably would have signed him and then. I would have probably signed him for a little less if see what he'll be the minimum he'll take and then deal him. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see what the Seahawks look like because I would not be shocked if they are the worst team and they're picking top three, maybe even top top pick in the draft. Uh, well, I mean, and, I mean, you know. They got Drew Locke, who does put on for a city, but we don't know how much he's going to put on for Seattle. Exactly, and, you know, DK Metcalf is what, top? Five receiver? I mean, top five in terms of, like, athleticism, but I don't know about overall. But, I mean, he's he's still a fucking pretty goddamn good receiver. So, I mean, he he if you need something and there's a team that has it and they need a receiver, they'll they'll trade him. We'll have to wait and see. Then, finally, with, luck, it's still, it's fine. with the NFC West, uh, Trey Lance officially – named the 49er starter. I mean, we kind of knew this was going to happen. Kyle Shanahan's been kind of skirting around the issue. And then finally he said that, you know, Trey Lance is their guy. They're going to go with him moving forward. Jimmy G's uh, had shoulder surgery. So he hasn't been traded yet. It looks like he probably will be traded to who we do not know. So we're going to take it one, st- one quarterback at a time, Dominic. What are your thoughts on Trey Lance? He did play a couple games. You know, very hit and hit or miss. Another year of seasoning for this season. Uh, they were almost, almost made it to the Super Bowl, and I think that's all they need. Trey Lance doesn't need to be Patrick Mahomes. He just needs to be a little bit better than Jimmy G for the 49ers to be a Super Bowl team. Can he be that? That's I mean, the question. I I think it's going to be a bumpy first year or two with him be actually taking the reins and being the court starting quarterback but I think it's going to be a quick learning curve for him. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say I'm going to rule the 49ers out. I mean, the division is kind of hard, but, I mean, you know, it, it, it's, you know, you got Kittle. Is Debo going back? Do we know yet? Well, there, there's still – he's at training camp, but he's not practicing, so they're still in contract disputes. So that is another thing we have to keep an eye out on. So maybe – with Jimmy G being traded, that's going to get some money off the books and then they can get signed Debo that way. So that, you know, going to Jimmy G 
where does he go? We said Seattle, but I don't think there's any chance the 49ers are going to trade in division. You think uh, you think uh, he'll go to the Browns since uh, the whole saga with Watson, or does he go to an actual team that that's also a lot of needs I mean, a quarterback? That's, that's a lot of money you got to get to Watson. I know there's clauses that like if he is suspended or whatnot that he they don't have to owe him that much money. But I mean, we're almost into August. The first shout out. Raiders have a play, uh, preseason game next week against the Hagwires. So I don't know if maybe the 49ers are going to kind of take a wait and see approach and God forbid, you know, someone gets hurt and they have to trade them that way. Cause you know, looking at the list, I mean, no one except for, I mean, maybe the giants, if they're not in love with Daniel Jones, which I don't think they should be, but I think this is kind of the last year for him. Um, I mean, but besides that, it's like the Seahawks are another team, like maybe the Steelers, but they have they drafted Pickett and they got Mitch Trubisky. So I, I just think they're kind of in a rough spot right now, unless they're just kind of willing to give him up for really anything. But I think his market would have been well, he had the surgery, so I don't know what his market exactly was beforehand. But so the, wait, then who's the who's who's trade Lance's backup? If, if they're going to trade Jimmy G. Fuck if I know, but I don't think you want Jimmy. I mean, would you just want Jimmy G to be the backup when I he mean, is kind of valuable and I th- and he's expensive? You don't want to have an expensive backup. Yeah. I mean, for one more, he's only in contract for another year, right? Yeah. But if you can get something out of him, I mean, so if you, you can just, get something out of it. Yeah. Fuck it. Trade. So, ass, you just, but... so you just kind of hold on to him for the season. And then you, if someone goes down, you trade him. But then that's yeah. kind of what happened last when he got traded to the 49ers he got traded mid-season and you can't just throw a quarterback onto a team mid-season just expect him to yeah. do well and if that and if he is just a one-season guy this is what makes football harder than just baseball you can just trade a guy mid-season you can just plug and play a, a quarterback you can't just you know trade him to the cowboys and he can go Jimmy off G for like, Dak prescott one one for one uh then finally uh, in the NFL, Julio Jones, another old man receiver going to Tampa Bay. Uh, so Chris Godwin injured at the in the playoff game. So he's going to be gone for the start of the season. But uh, the rich get richer as Julio goes to Tampa Bay. Didn't do very well in uh, where was he at? Uh, oh, my God. Tennessee didn't do well over there. He did kind of pick it up late in the year. And I think he had like a I think he had like a decent little playoff game. But. Uh, going to Tampa Bay, he's going to get some like kitty blood from Tom Brady and he's going to be fucking back to Atlanta Julio. So I I don't want to be too optimistic, but I feel like people are kind of doubting Julio Jones right now and saying he's not going to be anything. But I, there's just something about this move that I'm like, hey, he's going to he's going to pop off, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's going to be. I, I, I 100% agree with you, I think. Going to Tampa Bay, being playing with Tom Brady, playing with that team. I mean, even like Antonio Brown was pretty good when he was there. Yeah, I I think we'll be surprised to see how well he does. I mean, but it all it doesn't even matter because we already know Jameis Winston's about to lead the New Orleans right. Saints to an NFC South division championship, baby. I'm talking about doesn't break his other leg. Hey, yay, 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 yay! Ain't gonna happen. Michael Thomas is back. 
So Jameis got his full plethora of options. They drafted that rookie wide receiver, Alva Kamara, top five running back in the league. Mark Ingram's back, big trust, woo-woo. Fucking get it. Honey Badger. Fucking go. Who dat? Who? Who dat say going to beat them Saints? All right, moving on. That is it for the, uh, unless I've missed any NBA news, uh, the 76ers are under investigation for tampering, so that should be fun. Uh, I mean, kind of wrestling related. Dwight Howard was, I guess, was at the WWE tryouts. Do you, what are your expectations? I don't want to see his big Dwight, ass. Dwight Howard's going to be wrestling all now? over the place. Shit. 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 Sheesh. Donation. All right. That is it for the sports Dominic. Let's move on over to the fan mill segment, otherwise known as Mr. Exclusions of the Defense. Week. Damn, one uh, of these days I'm going to get it so quick that you can't do it. So uh, starting off, we do got Big Daddy Guma. I told you, Josh is going to make an appearance. He actually responded, didn't slide in the DMs, but actually responded to the call to action, which hasn't really happened in a while. Um, plugged it a little bit earlier. He asked, where would you guys want to see Otani get traded? So not where do we think he's going to get traded, but where do we want to see him get traded? Obviously, we want him to go to the Oakland A's. No, I don't. Don't think it's gonna okay, Dom. Where would you want to see him go? Jarrell Cotton's in the in the bullpen for the twins. Shout out Jarrell Cotton, former Oakland Athletic. I think uh being realistic, where he would blend in, kind of do his thing like ain't no fucking chicken wing. I see Shohei Otani getting traded to the Pirates. Okay, I I mean they have some prospects. They can give a big haul. For no, they, they're gonna give up that one. What I think, what's his name? O'Neal Cruz. No, is is that the is that the one that plays short? I think or whatever. And throws hundred miles an hour. Is that who I'm thinking of? O'Neal Cruz. Sure, there it is. Um, I mean we talked about them a little bit earlier. Now this isn't me trying to be a homer pick, but maybe the Giants. I mean. You know, staying in California can stay on the West Coast. You know, still a lot of Asian fans around here. Whoa. He can, I mean, Shohei, huge. With the, I'm not being racist. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, Seattle and Israel just goes hand in hand. But uh, I think that would be a good spot, as we said. They have a lot of money. They have some prospects, not exactly the best prospect pool in the world. But uh, I would love to see Shohei go there. And Shohei's been a little bit vocal. I mean, well. He's been like vocal by not really saying much by, you know, people asking him what his thoughts are and saying with the angels. And he would just say, well, I'm on the angels right now. And that's all I care about. I'm going to do my best. So God bless him. Um, the Dodgers is always a team that could happen where they just have a shit ton of money, but I just see that more of being a free agent signing. I don't see the angels trading him to the Dodgers. Like, yeah, I know they're not in a division, but I just don't think that's a good look for you to trade your marquee player and at this point your best player to your crosstown rivals. So I would I wouldn't be shocked if he like goes to you know Nash to the National League. So you know I would love to see him like in Miami. Yeah, that'd be fun. Almost said Marlins, but I love Miami. Hey, or- uh, talk talk for ten seconds. I'll be right back. I gotta go grab some water. All right, Dominic, you can grab some water as I move on to the next question. And that comes from our friend, old Johnny Roca. 
he send in a threesome of questions here as he asks, who is the most overrated player in baseball right now? And Johnny, that's a good question. Cause I think there's a bunch of different ways you can go that route. Um, I might go with like overpaid. Well, overpaid, you can just say like Randone or Steven Strasburg. So I'm going to go with overrated. I'm going to go. It's an easy pick, I think, but I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. Now I know he's he's had very, he's overrated or he's been very up and down recently since the spider attack. One might say he's not as good without the sticky stuff. So, and he hasn't performed well in the playoffs. He got absolutely shelled in the wild card game. So I'm going to go with Garrett Cole, Dominic, who is your most overrated baseball player right now? Shohei Otani. Okay. No, um, I would probably say... A lot of people might say Bryce Harper, Dominic. Where do you fall on the Bryce Harper? I hate Bryce Harper. I think he's a piece of shit. Oh, well, well, that's my boy. Come on. That's my boy. Shut your fucking bitch ass up. I would probably say... Most overrated player today. Stanton. Okay. Even though he hits like 120 mile line drive missiles, barely scraping the the fence for home runs. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. the Yankees, right, Dominic? Fuck, fuck the Yankees. Exactly. Except for Aaron Judge. He's cool. He's a NorCal guy and he's MVP candidate. Yeah. As we stand today, Dominic, Aaron Judge or Shohei Otani? Shohei. He could do more. I'm yes, I agree. I'm still going with Shohei. He's absolutely I mean he K'd like seven guys in seven innings last last night, and the Angels didn't do shit, so he still got the loss. But can't do everything, I guess. Uh, then August is National Sandwich Month. So Johnny asks Dominic, "What is the what is on the perfect sandwich?" So bread depends on where you go, but like from one of my favorite sandwich places, I like the Dutch Crunch. Cause it's not too hard. It's kind of sweet. You know, it's kind of weird. Like uh, mayonnaise. Uh, lots of onion. Oof. What kind um, of onion? Red onion. Red onion. Chopped. Whatever diced or well, that's the same thing, isn't it? No. So well, cold diced. onion. I know you like your grilled onions. Are they grilled or are they cold? No, cold onions. Cold, okay. cold, cold. Um, I like myself some turkey and some bacon, some American cheese. I'll put, I'll even put some lettuce on that bitch. Um, you know, if I'm feeling it, I ha- and it's very rare that I feel it, but if I'm feeling it, I'll put some uh, tomato, some tomato. So basically, um, you're saying a BLT. Basically, okay. Um. So perfect sandwich, one that not wouldn't say this is the perfect sandwich, but back in my SF state days, I'd always go to the the cafeteria. Well, it's not really cafeteria. I don't even know what you call it, but I would get like a pastrami sandwich. And I was like, really like that, but I'm not going to sit here and say that's the best sandwich ever, but I'm kind of like in the same route as Dominic. Like I'd probably go with like turkey, mustard, some shredded lettuce, uh well you know if we do like the subway order usually it's like a whatever's like the club so it's like a mixture so it's like the turkey ham and whatever the fuck else is on there i I usually do provolone which is kind of like a 
boring cheese because you don't even really taste it. But if you know we're trying to spice it up a little bit, I guess we'll go with like some pepper jack. Uh mayonnaise. I'm not like I'm not gonna go out of my way to ask for mayonnaise, but I you know if it's on a sandwich, I don't have too much of an issue with it. You know, some salt and pepper. I just said mustard. Uh some pickles. Gotta go with the pickles. So pickle root. So th- there you go. We're uh if there's no pastrami sandwich with some Frenchy fries, then I'll go with it. I love pres- Ooh, Togo's pastrami shrimp. It's fucking pretty fire, though. Right, maybe we got to go to SF State one day, and I'll get you the pastrami sandwich. Maybe. Maybe. And then finally, number three. What is the worst you ever got in trouble with your parents? What was your punishment? Mm. You know, Dominic, we're both bad boys, and we're very very bad boys so there's a long list that we have to choose from trying to trying to think i mean like i don't know i mean god i my parent i i didn't make you uh you get spanked back in the day i've been spanked literally once oof my my dad doesn't give me three got the first one i said nope i'm done fuck that he said, you going to knock it off? I said, yes, sir. Mm. No. So no belt, no back scratcher? Nope. Mm. Must be nice. Nope. Living in a nice white picket fence with white household. Yes, sir. Uh, so, I I mean, I would, like, get in trouble or, like, you know, maybe get a talking to. But I can't remember, like, times I really, really got in trouble. The only time that really stands out to me is... And it's honestly, it's kind of like a stupid thing, but it's kind of just more of like the dynamic of, you know, my house at, at the time with my dad and uh, my stepmom, shout out. Uh, but I think it was me and Kevin Asvit were oh, going to okay. go to like some party. And I lied to my dad saying that his mom was driving, but Kevin was going to drive. And I knew if I said Kevin was driving, it was going to be like this big ordeal and I wasn't going to go. So I lied and said that the mom was taking us. Yeah. 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 And then uh, he found out or he called, he threatened to call Kevin or his mom or something. I was like, okay, no, I'm lying. And then he like, didn't yell at me or beat my ass. Cause at this point I'm like 16 or 15. And then he just like, I got to talk to you. Didn't get to go to the party. I think it might've been like a Kelsey Bauer Smith party, but I'm not hundred percent sure. Shout out. Man, you got and, to go to parties and everyone parties. And then there's also another time I wasn't like in trouble, but I think my dad actually brought this up last time I saw him. Uh he was suspecting because I think the house smelled like weed, but we also <laughs> live, but we also like kind of live next to Del Rey. So there's probably kids smoking fucking elementary school kids are smoking weed. Yeah, those fucking kindergartners just lighting that shit up on the daily. But it wasn't me because I don't really I don't smoke and I didn't do anything. But then my dad like took me around and like was driving me around the city, like, the town or whatever. And he would just go and just tell me about all these different like escapades he had and how, you know, I shouldn't, you know, become a drug addict, basically. And I was like, oh, OK, thank you very much. I'm not going to do that. And it was just all for something I didn't even do. So it was kind of weird. OK, cool. Good story. Yeah, yeah good story. Good story. Anyways, that's it for uh, the questions on my side of things. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, Big Daddy. If you like to be like them and slide in the DMs, contact us at Curveballs and CS on both Twitter and the Instagram. All the pertinent links are in the description down below. And if you'd like to be like one Mr. X who sends it in via email, Curveball and CS at gmo.com. What did Mr. X say it? Curveball and CS at gmo.com, Dominic. 
Greetings. Salutations. Is it dumb or smart for the Angels to consider trade offers for Otani? Or could they be doing this to see what teams are willing to give up for him? Um, It's kind of dumb because Shohei is arguably like the best player of all time. But then if you're going to be the Angels and you don't think you're going to re-sign him, it's very similar to the Juan Soto situation. It's like, well, if you're not going to re-sign him, might as well get something out of him. And if you and maybe they're waiting for like the Juan Soto deal to go through. And so whatever Juan Soto gets, the Angels are going to top that. So, I mean, so Soto, we say, isn't going to get dealt at the deadline. I don't think the Angels are going to even listen to people by the deadline. So, I don't know. If it was me, I would hold on to him. And then maybe in like that last season, you know, at the second half, and you kind of, if you are out of it and you realize you can't resign him, and you don't want to resign him because you still have to fucking pay Anthony Rendon, then then you trade him, but not right now. Yeah, sometimes it's fun just to to dangle a piece of food in front of somebody and see if somebody bites it. So I mean, because I think Shohei Otani draws more people to the stands than Juan Soto does. Exactly. So he, he's still valuable to the team even off the field. So Judge already has forty home runs. Now it's forty one. Well, 40, yeah, 40 when he wrote this. So shut the fuck up. So 41. How many do you think he'll have at the end of the season? So four. Hold on. Let me run. Let me crunch the numbers. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Aaron Judge. How many? I just want to see how many games. He's, well, it probably doesn't help because I don't think he's played every single game. But thus far. I'm going to say he's going to have like 48, 49. You, you think he's only going to hit eight home runs in the next two months? Yes. So, uh, hold on. I can I can do it. Dominic, what's 68 plus 33? 68 plus 33. Carry the seven. Um, 68 plus 33 would be 101. Good job. Good job. It is 101. So, thus far, they have played. Actually, I'm using a calculator. That was all my brain. boy. Uh have they played 101 or have they played 102? Because I don't know if this took into account. But anyways, barely played 100 games. So let's, you know, 60 games left in the season. He's at 41 right now. I I think he gets to 60. Right. I, I, I think he gets there. Now, does he, does he get to the magical 62? That's the real question. I I don't think so. By the way, baseball reference needs to update their shit. He only has 39. It's a fucking travesty. But I, I think he gets to 60. I don't think okay. he breaks it. Well, I mean, what? We have two months. He has 60 games. So a home run every three games isn't like out of the question. Fuck it. I say get 65. Bam. 65 right. home runs. He breaks Roger Maris's record. So he's the Home run king for non-steroid users. Put on the board. Okay. Okay. Well, that's it for sports. We'll go to some wrestling. Wrestling. Do you think that one of the problems with AEW is that Tony Khan feels he has to run everything when he has personnel like Dean Malenko and Jerry Lynn that can do the booking? I do. I do agree that maybe Tony Khan has a, take prob- a step back or retire. 
smoke a blunt and be like, yo, I got all these people that can do this shit for me. I'm going to trust them. I do think there is like an issue with a in AEW with like delegation and chain of command and all the, and you know, the corporate structure and like the wrestling terms of, you know, who does what and who the term and who runs everything because Tony Khan and AEW for further credit is a very loose company and they're very laid back and very casual. But, you know, when business is business and you have like Jonathan Gresham who has a legit issue and, you know, says there was no communication. You know, that's, that's an issue. Now, does that go on Tony Khan? Does that go with like Christopher Daniels? Who's the talent relations guy? Is there someone else who should, you know, like an HR person? I don't know. Cause we are not in, we're not with the company. We don't know how everything plays out over there, but it does seem we're starting to get like a trend. Now that we're three years out of, you know, maybe communication issue. There are, there are communication issues with Tony Khan and with AEW. And you would think that, you know, with this EVP structure that maybe the Bucks or Kenny, and it seemed like Cody was doing a good job at that. And he was kind of like the face of the EVPs. And he was like doing, I mean, from what it sounds like, he was doing a lot of work compared to the other people where Kenny was kind of doing his video game stuff. And the Bucks were, I don't know what the Bucks were doing. So, you know, I don't, I think there does need to be some like, corporate i don't know if i would say corporate changes but some sort of changes in AEW. okay so go to some uh double double e does ray mysterio's daughter is it alia alia i believe it's alia getting in the face of rhea ripley mean we could see her competing in rings sometime soon or was just a one-off thing i'm hoping it's a one-off thing because you know girl you ain't a wrestler. Rhea would, like, theoretically, Rhea would beat the fuck out of you. So I wouldn't want to see you beat Rhea Ripley. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard anything about her being a wrestler or training to be a wrestler. So I think it was just kind of like an angle. And it was like, oh, you know, we remember Aaliyah from the Buddy Murphy days. And then she's and now, And now, you know, Rhea Ripley's dating him. I, I thought you were going to say a different different verb but I was thinking about it yeah, who cares um so yeah i don't think she's gonna be a wrestler but if she is then hopefully she gets more seasoning and more you know off-screen prep than dominic did don't just Wait, throw, what, what don't throw her in there dominic with a y oh. is, or isn't that with how, a spells y. It? how do you spell it that'd be it he spells it with this k oh sorry yes anyways uh, Mr. Rex, Mr. Rex, that's his new name apparently. Um, Mr. X read that Edge will be coming back in his original gimmick. Will he do this at SummerSlam? Also, when will we see Charlotte again? Could she also return to SummerSlam or the Raw after? Um, you know, I want to say it's Edge and Beth because of the whole, you know, they're going to come back and probably face Judgment Day, but like. You know, my thing is if Edge comes back, so so called Beth's coming back too with him, who would be their third? Is it gonna be AJ? Uh I don't know. I don't really see AJ as that type of character. He's always been a straightforward guy, and even with the Bullet Club, he wasn't like a well, the Bullet Club isn't really like a dark brooding act, but I don't see AJ going down that route unless he's trying to, you know. 
expand his acting repertoire. But my thing though is like, okay, so it's Finn, Damien, and Rhea. Who does Edge and Beth? Who do they get to fit that? You know, obviously Edge would be going after Finn, Rhea, and Beth. Who would be the one that would take on Damien? Bad Bunny. He is disappointed in what Priest has done recently, and he has to avenge. He has to beat some sense into his friend. Okay, sure. And then going off to the Charlotte, I think she's about time for a comeback. Beat the fuck out of Liv and take back her title. I was, yeah, I was going to say SmackDown, Liv, kind of showing her hand of who we think is going to win, but I think coming back on SmackDown and facing the Liv for the title. Yeah. And then you have Charlotte versus Ronda at WrestleMania again. Tyler Naquin, that's who it is, who went to the Mets, traded from the Reds. Thank you, MLB Network. Anyways, last but not least, I'm going to botch a lot of these fucking names. Kind of already know it. So let's just get to it. Oh, is it a UFC question? No. I know it's up. Oh, I skipped the UFC. Oh, there was a UFC question. I totally skipped it. Uh, It was, can Nunez get her title back from Pena at UFC 277 or once again, and, and once again become double champ? Can she? Yes. Will she? Will she? No. Probably. But uh, I'm rooting for, for Juliana Pena because, you know, I watched her back in the Ultimate Fighter days. So um, I'll, I'll be rooting for her because she is a very, you know, big underdog in this one. Uh, but, you know, she handled Nunez quite well in that first matchup. Now, was this Nunez being tired, you know, not taken seriously? Who knows? This one, you know, she looks good. She's probably in really good shape, really motivated for this. So this is. I would say a bigger test for Pena in the second one, but I, th- I think she's up to the task and I'm not going to put any money down on it, but respectfully, Pena is going to win respectfully. The Venezuelan Vixen is going to get it done. Okay. Now we get on to this one. We're going to but- butcher a lot of names. So <clears throat> please forgive me. Reading is not my forte. Boy, oh boy. The San Diego comic-con did not disappoint with all the reveals. From seeing the Rick and uh, I don't know, M I C H O N N E. I don't even know what this is. Just sound it out. Miconi, Machoni. Okay, whatever. Know. We'll be returning to TV form rather than the movie form at the Walking Dead panel to be happy news that Charlie Cox and Vincent Defone Defroni. Defoe Defro. Not D- a walking, not not a Walking Dead person. Dom, did you watch Walking Dead? N O F R I O. Not a Walking Dead guy. Do you watch The Walking Dead? <laughs> no. We'll return as Daredevil and the Kingpin in the new series. There, <laughs> while there is a lot of Marvel showing up in the next couple of years, I think it was capped off by the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. I'm not sure who the new Black Panther will be, but in the comics, his sister has taken on the mantle, so the odds are it's her. Also, we finally saw the unveiling of the Amor, the summer submariner, who is the king of Atlantis in Marvel World and actually predates Aquaman about by 20 years or something, I believe. There are also glimpses of Ironheart, who in the comics was a college student who studies Iron Man's armor technology and creates her own armor. So do either of you have interest in anything that was revealed this year? Thank you, Mr. X. Um, Mr. X, Mr. X, no more difficult names. Jesus Christ. Or maybe uh, do some, uh, what's it called? Where you like spell it phonetics, do some phonetics for Dominic. Yeah. Like, like, you know, really, really, you know, 
really make it stupid proof. But um, I mean, I'm excited for. I mean, I'll be honest, like you said, I'm not a Walking Dead guy. Um, I I really can't wait to see Wakanda Forever. I think that I, I from what I've heard and what I've seen, um, they they do a really fucking killer job and and doing a tribute to not just Chadwick but to uh, Ch- uh Tonchala or so. I mean, I I can't wait for that. Um, I mean, there's just a shit ton of Marvel coming out, so it's going to be hard to keep up. And especially for someone like me who doesn't really watch a lot of movies, it's going to be difficult, but I'm going to have to try to keep up for now. I mean, they dropped a a shit ton of stuff, uh, you know, putting out pretty much all of phase five and then dropping the two Avengers phase six movies. Uh, The Wakanda forever trailer was fantastic. You know, don't, don't cry, but it was a little bit emotional. thought it was a fantastic trailer. Cannot wait for that to drop. Uh, Daredevil, I started watching it on Netflix right when it got taken off of Netflix. And I watched like a couple more episodes on Disney Plus. So I really need to get into the the Daredevil stuff on Disney Plus. And I know it's going to be like its own canon thing. And they're probably going to keep it the same, but also switch some things up. Because they are going to do a new uh, Disney Plus series on that. Uh, She-Hulk, I mean, I'm not super intrigued, but I'm, I'm still going to watch it. But um, yeah, I Mar- I'm very excited for all the Marvel stuff that dropped, and especially Wakanda Forever. I am very excited for that movie, and it's going to be a nice cap off because that's the end of uh, Phase Four. I By the way, hot take: Ben Affleck, best Daredevil ever. Well, sure, why not? Carmen Electra, or whatever her name is, best Electra. I always say Carmen Electra's Electra, but it's not. It's Jennifer Aniston, right? What right. Are you talking about who's Electra? What's her name? from from james bond no from daredevil oh it's um i don't know it's neither of them though jennifer gardner not aniston sure yeah anyways that's it thank you mr x for sending the questions uh, so let's move on to wwe some wrestling talk i'm surprised and that's all talk. we have for today thank you brandon for coming on and that's it well, we talked about this a little bit, Dominic. Uh, you know, Triple H taking over creative. We already, you know, speculated it, but it actually is happening. Uh, we have SummerSlam coming up. Do you, what What do you expect now that Triple H has officially taken over and he still has his uh, talent relations job? What, what, do you, what do you think of old daddy trips taking over as head of creative for the Booker man? I mean, safe to say that WWE will live on forever because of the fact that people respect Triple H. People look up to Triple H. People can talk to Triple H. And, you know, just it's triple fucking H. Respect the man. He played nice guy. He said there's open door, open line of communications. If you want to talk, we can talk. And everyone can be a little bit looser. Maybe that'll play out. I think it will be a much better atmosphere. It's going to be a lot better environment, better culture going forward with Triple H. Now it's easy to say on day one when you're not getting pulled in a bunch of different directions and you're still the EVP or whatever it's called of talent relations and you have to do bookings and you have to do all the other different meetings and stuff. But we will find out what happens. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to get big overhaul 
of booking and things of that nature with Triple H because I think they do want to kind of keep it relatively similar because I think from a, an aesthetic point of view, especially for like the stockholders and business people who don't know anything about wrestling, just completely throwing everything out and discarding the Vince McMahon vision and changing it up to its own thing to a different thing might scare some people. So I think we will get like a gradual, maybe not a change in, you know, maybe we get like more of a change in philosophy than just outright booking and all the other different things. But we will, I think it will be interesting to see what happens. And since he is talent relations as well, I believe we will see more of the indie people, more experienced wrestlers coming into NXT and into WWE. And I think this also opens up the door for a lot of people who may or may not have come back to WWE because of Vince. Now that Triple H is there, he was daddy trips in NXT. People like Stephanie, maybe Nick Khan is going to say no because we can get cheaper talent who don't have experience. But I think, and we've already seen this, that maybe this opens the door for Naomi and Sasha to come back. Do you think that's going to happen? Because now Vince is gone. I hope so. I think uh, I'm hoping Triple H can mend that bridge. And you, you, let's be honest. You can lose Naomi. Don't lose Sasha. Do you think, how do you think, I mean, I know we talked about it last week, but how do you think the evolution, no pun intended, of WWE booking, whatever you want to call it, with Triple H as head goes in like the next year? Is it going to be gradual? Because I, I mean, I don't think he's going to change plans like big overarching plans, but maybe like, you know, from week to week, we see some little changes. Cause I don't think if rock is penciled in for WrestleMania, you're not going to change that. And some of the other bigger matches they had planned, I think they will go down that route. But I think if it maybe the attitude of like, you know, going back to the NXT takeovers where it's like, look, we don't care. Go out there. You're winning. You're losing. Go out, have the best match you can. I don't give a fuck what you do, but just go out there and try to steal the show. And maybe this ad makes the wrestling and the pay-per-views and the you know weekly shows a little bit better. I mean, let's let, let, let's face it. If if you're not happy, what are you gonna do? Brandon, if you're not happy with me, what do you do? I suck it up and keep it moving. There you go. There's my answer. Okay. Okay. Uh, then moving on, AEW recap quickly. Just a, a few things of note. Moxley defeats Roosh, defends the AEW title. A very good match. Roosh hasn't really been on main television much, but I thought this match was really good. Moxley gets the win, continuing his nice run of dominance. And then Jericho comes out, cuts a promo, and he's going to challenge Moxley for the title in a couple of weeks. And Moxley says he wants to see the Lionheart come back. So now Jericho has a pain maker, the whatever he is now. And now apparently we're going to get another gimmick change of the Lionheart. So what do you think of all that? Rawr, I'm a lion. Dude, Chris Jericho's a washed up has been, never was, bruh. Damn, hot take from Dominic. Bruh. bruh. I, th- I think it's just a matter of time till he goes back to WWE to retire, man. Okay, okay. We get more titles in AEW. They announce the trios titles. They're going to have a tournament, and the champions will be crowned at All Out. Now, you know, Mr. Anti-Titles, 
but at least this is its own distinct division. It has a reason behind it, unlike the Atlantic Championship and you know, kind of the TBS TNT championships, which you kind of get with like TV titles, but at least the trios championship is its own separate thing. I don't like the overarching things of so many titles. Hopefully the ROH titles can fuck off and just be an ROH. But trios titles, I am cautiously okay with it. Just because it's different. You serious? Well, I mean, as I said, I don't like all these titles, but at least they're like a titles with like a purpose. They're different than, than it's a new division is what I'm saying. It's better than an, an all Atlantic title, which what the fuck is even, what is that? I mean, I'm just kind of like flabbergasted. The guy that's too many titles is okay with a tag trios, which now you're going to get. So you're basically giving the titles to best friends, orange Cassidy house of black, uh, the death triangle, uh, triangle de la muerte. Sorry, thank you. Um, you know, and then I'm sure, I'm sure you're gonna get the Blackpool Combat Club and whatever the Jericho Society are eventually gonna get them too. So it's just like, you know, they're we not did gonna... have we did have the tease of the Young Bucks possibly making up with Kenny Omega or not Kenny Omega, uh, Adam Page, Adam Cole, and. Red Dragons coming back next week. Kenny Omega, allegedly on the internet, they didn't want to introduce the trios titles until Kenny Omega came back. So maybe it's going to be the Bucks and Kenny. You can keep talking. I mean, I mean, I, I was done. Oh, you're done now. I was going to say, you know, Kenny Omega. What did the Young Bucks fall in this, Dominic? Oh, I don't know. I mean, how much fucking longer? How much fucking longer? I don't know. How much fucking longer? Five minutes. Five minutes, he says. So you can tape. You can uh, write it down. Uh, we get Ricky Starks. Get off, get off, def- fuck off your phone. Yeah, Dominic, get off your phone. Ricky Starks defeats. Love that Dan Housen and retains the FTW title. But then Hook comes out and defeats Ricky Starks. Now he's the FTW champion. Taz getting all teary-eyed. Sees his son win his title. And then I, you probably haven't seen the video, but there's a video on the internet of uh, Taz, who has a fat fucking dip in his lip, which is pretty funny. Yeah, just ta- talking about Hook and uh, putting him over. So Hook is the FTW champion now. Uh, Team Taz is no more because then Willie Hobbs attacks Ricky Stark. Stark's like thought cut a great babyface promo. I think he's good as a face. Hobbs is fine as a heel. Hook is going to do his own thing now as a champion. Dominic, take that as you will. I mean, I I understand the whole Hook and Taz like you know it's your son and title blah 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 but like you know breaking kayfabe man so i hate to see it definitely hate to see it um i don't think ricky starks is gonna no one's gonna really get behind ricky starks i think uh he's how do you say not he's a face i don't think he's gonna get very high up in that place as a face i think he needs a partner and he needs to be healed I disagree. I think he's going to get over. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to be world champion, but I think people will get behind him. Then uh, Jungle Boy and Christian have a promo. Jungle Boy uh, calls Christian a giant pussy, and Christian talks about killing Jungle Boy, which I'm never really the biggest fan of, but uh, they're going there. And how'd you like Jungle Boy kind of cutting his first real, like, vigorous, angry promo? Eh. I mean, I 
don't get me wrong. I love a good swear word, dirty word like that, you know, but like, I think if he was, if they were to have him be more methodical, more like just dissecting him very, you know, with his words and not having to use a swear word, I think I would liked better than him just being like, you're the biggest pussy I've ever met. Like, like that to me, that's like, okay, yeah, that, 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 that's, yeah, you said pussy on live TV. Cool. But like, I would have much, you know, dissect every fucking thing about him and hurt him that way than, than just to be like, he's a pussy. Then in the main event, we have Daniel Garcia defeating Brian Danielson in his return match. I mean, I thought this match was absolutely fantastic. Both guys just worked their ass off. Wasn't a big fan of the finish with Jake Hager getting involved, but uh, Garcia getting a big one over Danielson. Um, Deserves it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of understand it. You know, Garcia's kind of been taking a lot of losses recently. Danielson comes back. Uh, you can tell the story of him being a little rusty. He's, you know, you can have him lose to, you know, knock him down a little bit so he doesn't have to face Moxley as the champ, as his, you know, his his buddy champion. So liked it all the way around. Dominic, what'd you think about the main event? I mean, I, I think uh, you kind of hit it on the head there. I mean, I thought it was a pretty decent main event um, for. You know, and it was a good match too. Um, Garcia, I think it gets overlooked sometimes, and you know, like you said, he 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 lost. He's been losing a lot lately, and you know, especially in my, I don't know how you feel, but like when all these big names come back, and you know, uh, Brian Danielson is a huge name. Sometimes you get rubbed the wrong way that this motherfucker is coming back and is already in the main event, but like to go out there and beat him, I think is going to be a huge deal for Mr. Garcia. Exactly. Moving on. Now we got the predictions for SummerSlam uh, coming up tomorrow. Uh, Logan Paul takes on the Miz. God bless him. They have tried to make Logan Paul a babyface. It is not working. I do not know how the crowd is going to react to this. Either they're going to be quiet or very vehemently behind the Miz do not see them getting behind Logan Paul I I, I, I think you just if you're if, if you're WWE read the crowd people don't want Logan Paul to be a fucking face so you p- pin Miz the face and you know go from there like stop fighting it just go with it but I do think Logan Paul is going to win because of the whole he got you know, the, the skull crushing finale at SummerSlam. So I think Logan Paul wins this. I will go with Logan Paul begrudgingly as well. I can see Maurice coming out or being with the Miz and hits accidentally hits the Miz with her, her testicle purse. And uh, that's how Logan Paul gets the win. Then United States championship, Bobby Lashley defended against Austin theory. Sorry, just theory. Uh, with triple H empowered. Do we get two names again? Do people get their names back? I would like, I would like that. Uh, I think Bobby Lashley gets the win. I don't think Theory really needs the title or really adds anything if he wins. So, if he wins and then he catches and becomes the uni- the United Universal Heavyweight Champion, the United States and undisputed WWE Universal Champion. There you go. There you go. That's the correct. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Colt speak. Uh, we get a tag team match with the Mysterios taking on the Judgment Day. No disqualification. Do you think this is where Edge shows up, or do you think they just kind of have a straightforward match and uh, what happens happens? This is where he comes back at the after Judgment Day wins. This is where he comes back and makes his statement that I'm back, bitch. 
Okay, so I'll go with the Judgment Day. I think Judgment Day gets the win here. Uh, I did like the Mysterio 20th celebration. I would have done without the angles after the fact, but I liked Ray's speech, thought they had a really good match, and I thought they could have just left it there, but, you know, you can't. You got to add some oomph to this tag team match that no one really cares about. Uh, We get another celebrity match as Pat McAfee goes up against Happy Corbin. I do not like how they give Pat McAfee is now just generic Seven Nations Army knockoff song, but you know, guess you got to save your money. Uh, I think Pat McAfee, just give him the win. Corbin can recover from this and you're not going to do with much with any much with him afterwards. So just, you know, Agreed. McAfee gives him the punt and we move on. Exactly. Uh, moving on to the, well, the women's title matches, uh, Bianca Belair defends against Becky Lynch for the raw title. Thought they could have done a little bit more in terms of the build on Rob, but um, you know, if that edict I said is just like, Everybody go out there, have the best match you can. I think this match could be absolutely fantastic. I could go either way with Becky because Bianca has kind of held the title for a little bit at this point. But I think they do hold on and have Be- uh, Bianca win and retain. They had they were going to have their Rhea match last month, but because she got injured, I think they hold on and they do that match at Clash at the Castle. Uh, I, I'll give it to Bianca and... Um... You know, I just I'm just trying to think where would Becky go from here. I I don't know. Women's tag titles coming back, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's maybe if uh, Bianca or Naomi and Sasha come back, they they come back with the titles, even though we're supposed to have a tournament that never happened. Yep. But if we just forget those titles ever existed, I'd be fine with that too. Uh, Liv Morgan defends her SmackDown title against Ronda Rousey. Uh, we both kind of said Liv is going to win. I I'll agree with that. I will double down, say live a win. Maybe we get a Ronda Rousey heel turn or Ronda Rousey just fucks off and walks away or she gets Charlotte beats her up. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I think they've gone so heavy handed one way that I think live wins this one. Well, I already told you I agree. So, so yeah, uh, I guess Dominic, what uh, it doesn't make any sense, but we're going to ask it anyways. What is the main event? Is it, the WWE Universal Championship match or is it the undisputed tag team match with Jeff Jarrett as a special guest referee? It is. You come on. Well, I, we've done it every single show, so I just do it even though we know the answer. Okay, it's the the tag team match. Uh. All right then. So we're gonna uh, let's talk about Roman Reigns defending his championship against Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match. Uh, this build has not been very good, but maybe once the match starts, uh, kind of gets a big fight feel. And they just beat the piss out of each other. I would say Roman Reigns gets the win. I second that. Uh, but the big question is, as I think a lot of the story has been, is theory. Does theory cash in? Does theory try to cash in? Does he lose? Does he win? What happens with this? Theory cashes in. Only to lose. Okay. I, I definitely could see that. And that would be kind of. Not a statement from Triple H, but just kind of getting theory in that briefcase kind of out of the way so we can focus on Roman. I would not be too angry at that. Uh, well, because if we're supposed to have Rock and Roman, would you would you do it for the titles or not no, for no titles? Well, I think Roman needs to. I think Roman should lose the titles at Mania. So whether you do it, you have him defend both not or not well. Maybe he just defends one night and Rock is non-title and he Cody is for the title. I think maybe that's what you do. So maybe Rock is Saturday, Cody Sunday. 
but we'll 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 get there eventually. Okay. Uh, before we get to the tag team match, Seth Rollins supposed to face Riddle. That didn't happen. Is Seth Rollins facing somebody? And is it Johnny Gargano? Yes, and yes. Okay. Uh, the tag team match is the Usos taking on the Street Profits with Double J Jeff Jarrett as the special guest referee. I think this match is going to be fantastic. Hopefully, Jeff Jarrett kind of stays out of the way. Besides, like the, con- the contrived, oh, your shoulder was up, even though you were pinned, and I saw that. I'm so smart. This is why I was supposed to be here. But hopefully, besides that shitty spot he stays out the way and they have a great match i say i know they teased the breakup a little bit but i think this is the spot where you give the street profits a big win i don't have any other title changes on this card so this is the big one and the only one i think this is where they still lose and after the match you know if it's ford or dawkins whoever which one Shows them they're frustrated, but they're like, hey, no, it's cool, it's cool. And then next night, Monday night, set, or two nights later at Monday Night Raw is where they break up. All right, that is it. We are done, Dominic. You can go and leave and, you know, okay, still, get, still get in trouble, but hopefully you're not that much in trouble. So thank you guys very much for tuning in. If you'd like to be a part of said podcast, send in questions, curveballs, and CS on Twitter and Instagram. Find send us on in Tinder. emails and tinder and OnlyFans and reddit and all the other things curveball and cs at gmail.com if you want to send an email all the pertinent links are in the description down below after you listen to this podcast make sure to go listen to the trapdoor to hell uh, the newest ones so that'll be on sunday so don't, you know if you want to listen to the other ones i guess you could but um boycott bullet cast yeah boycott bullet cast uh, so going on sunday dropping that uh, trapdoor to hell list of our biggest beefs and yeah, hopefully everybody enjoys the weekend, enjoy SummerSlam and UFC's also on Saturday and uh trade deadlines on Sunday or Monday. We'll have football by this time next week. So we're we're getting into we're getting into the fall. Summer's closing God down. Bless some titties. Let's sign out. Come on. God bless some titties. Uh goodbye and good night. Uh bye bye. Don't agree with what I know Tomorrow